A locavore is a person who chooses to consume food that is grown, raised or produced locally. This is the Locavore Podcast, brought to you by White's IGA. Welcome to the Locavore Podcast. I'm Ros White and this is the podcast where we dig deep into the stories behind the hundreds of locally sourced, artisan, bespoke and innovative products available to you in one location at White's IGA on the Sunshine Coast. Our Locavore program was officially launched in 2013 to showcase and highlight to our customers where their food comes from and help connect them to the families who create it. Panoramic vistas, rolling hills, fresh running water through creeks snaking down from the hinterland through lush green bushland. A magnificent place in any order, but perhaps also the perfect place to make cheese. This was the philosophy of original founders Graham and Karen Painter, and it certainly is now for current owner and cheesemaker Beth O'Leary. Handcrafted in one of our country's most beautiful regions, award-winning Wombai cheese is produced on the Sunshine Coast using raw product from happy cows and traditional methods and care. From the very first batch in 2013 till now, Wombai cheese can be found on the menus of some of Australia's top restaurants and around the country. It is my absolute pleasure to now welcome Wombai cheese owner, Beth, to share this incredible story and welcome Beth. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely breathtaking images in your mind Mm -hmm. uh, of this pristine environment where this glorious cheese is produced. Is it as good as it sounds? Absolutely. It really, really is. We get beautiful milk from very happy cows up in the hinterland, bring it back to our factory and make fabulous cheese. Uh, Wombai Cheese is a very good brand and a, um, I think a good name holding in, in um, the industry. And uh, yeah, it's a fabulous uh, environment to make cheese in. Yeah, absolutely. Happy cows, happy cheese. Yes. Happy people like me eating it. Yes. <laughs> so the range, Wombai Cheese range includes Camembert, Triple Cream Brie, mm-hmm. a Truffle Triple Cream Brie. That's almost like a tongue twister, isn't yes. it? <laughs> Black or Gold Ash Brie, Vintage Cheddar some of which are Royal Queensland Grand Champion, a Gold Medal Champion and an Australian Grand Champion for different and various industry awards over the years. I sense there is a great passion in making this beautiful cheese, which is immersed in every delightful, enjoyable morsel. So how do you apply that passion into the cheese making, which then transcends and captures all the wonderful flavours and textures to make the product so unique? I feel very lucky there at Wombai Cheese. We've had some fairly long-standing staff members there and they actually really do care about what they do. They take great pride in having just milk to start off with and then creating a finished product and then seeing it out in the shops. They really, really do care. And I think you have to have a nurturing side to make cheese because cheese takes care. It takes time Mm. and it needs to be nurtured and turned and washed and and whatever else needs to happen. So I think that intrinsically is in the people in the factory. I'm certainly bringing a lot of passion to the business. Mm. I absolutely love cheese. The previous owner, Graham Painter, obviously had a a huge passion passion for cheese. Unfortunately, he passed and his wife took over the business. Mm. 
she was really keeping his legacy alive, which was wonderful. But, you know, when the opportunity came to buy it, I was just so keen to inject just so much enthusiasm into the brand. Yeah, absolutely. You can see that in just the way you're talking, mm-hmm. Beth, and that passion is coming through when you're just talking. Your eyes are bright and yes. wide and beautiful. <laughs> what is it about cheese that you love so much? You said you love cheese. You've got a great I mean, passion. I love cheese, yes. I love eating cheese. I love cooking with cheese. But I think it's sort of the rom- romantic notion around cheese that I love the most. You're sort of selling someone the vision of coming together with your friends Friday night, Saturday night, having a drink on your deck, laughing, good beats. And I think the pure fact that you're actually sharing a meal, you're not just sitting at a singular place setting and you might all be having something different. You're actually coming and you're grazing over one plate and you're sharing and you're having a shared experience. And I love that because Mm. we sort of miss that in life these days. We miss these little mini moments where, where they're actually important. You're absolutely right. And I often say, you know, food unites us. Yes. In, in happy times, even in, in grief and sadness, yes. yeah. food unites us. And it really is that commonality that is a universal love language all around yes. the world, isn't it? But Beth, you're a registered nurse mm-hmm. and you purchased Wombai Cheese earlier this year, I think it was March. Yes. How did this come about for you? And interested to know, are there any crossovers between your two careers that you can apply now to what you're doing? I think, I mean, there's a few crossovers again, that whole nurturing aspect, you know, and now I can put that where it used to be to my patients. Now I can put that to my staff and to this business. I love this business and I didn't think I could love it or love the people in this business so quickly, but I have. I literally am waking up every day with a grateful heart that I can just do what I love. And I don't know that everybody has a passion in life, but it's, so good to have a passion in life and to actually be able to live it. So -hmm. that's the first thing. That's that's sort of the crossover. But what led me to to this, I really don't even know where the starting point of it is. We didn't eat like a lot of cheese as as a a family or anything. I think I cracked open a can of Yarra Valley dairy feta. used to be in a, a can. And I was just like, my gosh, this is actually cheese. And then I just started this journey of, uh, you know, enjoying cheese. When I look back on some of the things I've done in my life, though, like I've lived in Europe for two years and I went to Cheddar Gorge and I went to Gruyere and I chased a giant wheel of cheese down a hill at Gloucester. I should do. Yes. Uh, the cheese <laughs> rolling that festival. About? That's what? a cheese rolling festival there. Oh, that would be a hoot. Yeah, that was fabulous. I haven't heard much about cheese rolling. Tell me what is involved Well, there's a huge wheel of cheese. I'm not sure how many kilos it is. Wheelie big? Wheelie big. (laughs) And um, there's sort of like a man dressed quite um, eccentrically and he basically (laughs) rolls this cheese down the hill and then you just line up and you just go hell for leather chasing down a very, very, very steep hill. And, I mean, people break bones they would and there's a row of like very thick set men at the bottom that actually have to stop you because you would just keep going so you basically get crash tackled I mean there's no real glory for catching the cheese at the end if you do catch if you're the first one down you just get to take home this giant wheel of cheese yeah yeah exactly and this particular day it only happens once a year and this particular day we did and we were you know, it had been raining and that we were just literally covered in mud. And then my husband and I got to the bottom. We were just like, oh, wow, and hug each other and high five and everything. And then 
his wedding ring was gone. <gasps> he lost his wedding ring that oh day. Oh, my goodness so, me. Oh, well, it's all for a good cause. Oh, never to be found again. <laughs> never to be found again. It may again. have been embedded in the cheese wheel. Probably. Someone's probably got it stuck in their <laughs> teeth right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a, what a funny story. That's yeah. amazing. But the things you do when you're in other countries. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Get amongst it. Yep. And then, you know, I've done lots of cheese classes and tried to do work experience actually tried to start my own cheese business but it's very hard so kudos to original owner for being able to do it and then in 2019 we actually took our children out of school and we drove around Australia in our caravan for 13 months and whilst we saw fabulous amounts of Australia and did you know lots of natural things I also dragged the kids and my husband to over 30 cheesemakers wow patient um, all, patient yep, family indeed they're indeed all, they're, are they all cheese lovers they love cheese as well yes, which is great good, good. Um, unfortunately I have one vegan daughter now but um that's okay. We can there's, work around that. There's this. actually vegan cheese, isn't <laughs> yes, it? Yes, we, we can so, move. To, yes. <laughs> like I could do that. I could accommodate her. And then when I, we came back from that trip, I really thought, and my husband definitely thought, this passion is real. Like yeah. she loves this stuff. And then I suppose it was serendipitous that a business that I admired from afar and that was not too far from home would become available for sale. So mm. we sort of took the opportunity then to buy it and... Yeah, that's sort of, sort of how it happened. Incredible. And it's sometimes you don't realise you're making a life or a dream for yourself. It's sort of happening yeah. away in the background. Mm. But then, you know, that whole saying that all paths lead somewhere. Well, they say if it's light, it's right. Yes. So yep. if you feel, you just feel like it just led you there and yes. it was just easy. Yeah, yeah, easy decision. It's the right decision. Yeah. And when you're on your trip around Australia, what were some of the highlights for that Australia is a beautiful country. I'm mm. sure there were many highlights, but just in terms of cheese and your discovery of different cheeses, and what did you learn? And what were the highlights? What were the what were the ones that really stood out for you? I think there's just a great appreciation for people who run their own business and who put themselves out there and try to live their passion, the hard work and dedication that goes into it, and. Yeah, it's it's not easy. We're lucky because we get our milk from farms and it gets pasteurised and it sort of comes to us. There's people who are making cheese from right from milking the cow in the morning till wrapping the cheese, you know, two weeks later. Pure artisan yes. bespoke, isn't it? Yeah. Production. So how, how do you make cheese? So as I said, happy cows make happy cheese and we get our milk delivered each morning. It then gets some starters and cultures added to it, which gives it its flavour profile. Then it gets rennet added to it, which will sort of coagulate the milk and make it a firm curd. And after a short time, it, the curd gets cut and that creates curds and whey, which you might remember from little Miss mm. Muffet sitting on her tuffet. Yeah. That's where that comes from. And that's the moisture sort of coming out of the curd. And then we weigh off, which was, means we get rid of all the whey and what we're left is, is just with the curd. And that gets hooped into whatever shape moulds we need. So we do retail size and food service size for restaurants. And then that gets flipped three or four times throughout the afternoon. So it's a long process. Starts at sort of before seven in the morning and goes till maybe four in the afternoon. And then it gets put on racking and then we turn the cheese every day for somewhere between seven to ten days. And with our different styles of cheese, we may ash in that time or wash the rind in that time or cut it through the centre and put truffle through it. Mm. And then after sort of that seven to ten day period, it gets wrapped and then dispatched all across Australia, which is amazing to see mm. your brand sitting in amazing yeah. restaurants and delis and cafes absolutely. all across the and country. It, and it really is absolutely beautiful, magnificent cheese texture and taste. Thank you. Is 
beautiful, one of my absolute favourites and go-to. And I feel like I've swooped in for, for, you know, just taking the glory of this business. I didn't come up with the recipes or anything, but we we have won so many awards. And even just while I've been at the helm, we've won Queensland's, we won the Grand Champion Dairy Product of Show at the Queensland Show, and it's about to go into the Australian Grand Dairy Awards. So it's very exciting. Oh, very, very exciting, Beth. And we're cheering with you all the way. (laughs) And it's absolutely well-deserved. And Graham would be absolutely just so happy that you are at the helm and carrying forward that absolute passion and the passion that he had. So I had the absolute pleasure of meeting Graham, the original founder who Mm. we're talking about, in 2013. And he told me the story of he was an executive I think he was living in Singapore at the time and he woke up one day and said to his wife I want to become a boutique cheesemaker (laughs) as you do Mm. as he did yeah came to the beautiful Sunshine Coast and created his first batch of cheese. I think it was called the Black All. Yes I think it was the Black All Gold. Gold or Black All something or other and then it wasn't long after that they changed the packaging and then that cute little cow on the front and the black yes. and white, very appealing packaging. So we were very, we were one of the very first supermarkets mm-hmm. to stock his product because it was 2013. And when we opened our new IGA Bly Bly in October, actually, this is our, our birthday month, Graham was there with his beautiful cheese, presenting it in our store on opening day and just... Living his passion, you know, what a contrast of lifestyle and just created this, put this magic into this beautiful, local, glorious cheese. And now look, here it is and you're continuing that journey and that's just, that's beautiful. I'm sure you feel that's a great honour but you're breathing new life into this beautiful brand and I'm sure it wasn't easy for Karen either, thinking of Karen and the many years that she continued that on because she knew how much love Graham had. That's correct, yeah. Um, And it was really nice and I think it was really nice for her to know that I actually had met Graham. Yes. And he had invited me to come up to make cheese. I'd Mm -hmm. connected with him at a good food and wine show in Brisbane. So it felt serendipitous that I should now be able to take over the reins and and inject the, the same passion that that he had for it amazing beth yeah she's pretty darn <laughs> special yeah a lot of emotion there isn't yeah. there yeah yeah goodness was it exciting daunting overwhelming when you took it over i know we said the decision was right mm-hmm. you felt light was right but then of course you've got this big operation yes it's a big it's a big show you, mm-hmm. it's a Wombo Cheese is a big brand mm-hmm. and it's not just, you know, here in the local IGA. It's right around Australia in the top restaurants. And I think, are you exporting? Not yet. But no. that's obviously we bought the business because we want to grow it and do some cool things with it. So that's always a goal for us. And I want to run at everything at a, like a bull at a gate. But, you know, we're only six months in and I have to <laughs> just take baby steps. Um, but, yeah, look, it's daunting uh, there's a part of it that's only I'm a real creative, so the sort of accounting aspect of it, it, it terrifies me, but my husband's an accountant, so that's oh, fabulous, a good perfect. little team, yeah. But overwhelmed, no, I just, 
as I've said, like I just love it so much. And even I've never had so many highs and crashing lows in six months, but I'm even enjoying that roller coaster of it. Mm. I just think you're not living unless you're mm. having, you know, yeah. a life like that. So lots of plans. And I'm just really excited because this region is just having its moment in time. Mm. And I'm so grateful to be here mm. for it. Mm. I've met and disconnected with so many amazing people who were also doing what they love mm. and, and creating things and making things and growing things and oh, putting their heart and soul into it. Yep. It's just so exciting. And I just didn't know that there was that much happening in this mm. in the Sunshine Coast region. Mm. So I think it's very collaborative and we're already making steps to um, collaborate with, with other small makers as well. So I just, you, you sort of don't worry about feeling daunted because there's so much exciting stuff happening. Just looking ahead. Yeah. What what sort of collaborations, I mean, without obviously revealing anything that might be, you know, you, you don't want to announce or anything, but what sort of collaborations are you looking at? Possibly using different kinds of milk, using like gin, for example, to wash our cheeses in. Just a few little things like that to get started. So there you go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm. That sounds fabulous. Well, Michael Thompson has the Mulaney Mm -hmm. uh, buffaloes. Uh, He also milks his buffaloes. Yes, yep. And I think there's another cheesemaker on the Sunshine Coast, I think, where he sends his milk. And then we have the camel dairy here as well on the Sunshine Coast. So there's a lot of diversity and, of course, the goats. Yep, And it's quite amazing. I don't think there's any sheep. No, I don't think so, no. cheese here, is there? No. But, I mean, you can just about milk anything, you I can, guess. You can, that's fine. Mind boggles, I don't <laughs> Dear, oh dear. Yeah, so, well, I, I'll stay posted and yes, to see what sort do. of, um, yes, what sort of milking you do, what sort of uh, milk you might we might be putting into the cheese. So, we talked a little bit before about the curds and whey and the process, so, mm-hmm. At each stage, when you're going through that process, all the steps and the phases, do you kind of, how do you test the structure or the taste or, you know, when, what, what, what times are you sort of testing the flavours and the, and the textures? Well, cheese making has done a lot on time, but it's also done a lot on pH. And our head cheese maker there, he's been there for seven or eight years now. He just can look at the milk and go, oh, that, that'll that need this or it, it might smell a certain way. Yeah. He gets the curd and he bounces it on the side of the vat and he goes, oh, that's ready. If it so sticks just, to the wall, yeah. it's not. <laughs> a bit like pasta. <laughs> um, but it's just that experience and just making that same cheese day in, day out and just knowing the product so well. Yeah, amazing. So how many cheesemakers on site? Or uh, we've got two. Yeah. Yeah. So do you get in there and... I try as much as I can, yes. I want to understand every facet of the business um, and, you know, that's part of the next next stage that I'll be able to independently make the cheese. Yeah. Wonderful. So the the factory is at Walmai. Yes. Um, Is there a capacity there to continue to grow in that where you are now or...? Yeah, we can... um, Probably double the size of what we do there, which is which is a goal for us. Um, and hopefully we'll have a little cellar door happening in the next six months as well, which will be really lovely because it is a beautiful, you know, hinterland property that, that we make the cheese on. Absolutely marvellous. Fantastic. What was your family background, Beth, before, you know, where did you grow up and, and did some of your childhood experiences ignite maybe some of the passion you have? 
not sure. I've always been into cooking and I've loved that sort of thing. I did find out recently, well, my father grew up in India and I found out recently that there was a dairy farm where they made cheese. Mm. It was called Hazelmere that back in India, but maybe I don't... A, maybe uh, a new name for a new cheese? Perhaps, oh, that's right. It? But maybe, you know, as I say, like life is funny and maybe the story's already been written and that was just something in the, the background and it's come through and it's me and I'm going to do it here now. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. And you have two children? And I have three kids. Three, three children, daughters, yeah. How old are they? They are 14, 12 and 10. So they... We're involved on your odyssey around yes. Australia yep. and have their own experiences. You said mm-hmm. they enjoy cheese except for your daughter mm-hmm. who's a vegan. Do they get involved? Like do they get their hands dirty and yes, they yes. get involved? They enjoy yes. it as well? Yeah, they definitely do. So my eldest daughter has been helping doing some wrapping and labelling on the weekend and comes to she's coming to help me at the Good Food and Wine Show in Brisbane next weekend and does a bit of demoing for me. So... It's great. I, I feel this business is just great for our whole family. Yeah. Yeah. And that in itself, a beautiful family that is surrounding this gorgeous product, I think, just adds another element of beautifulness. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Led by a fabulous lady. <laughs> Thank you. Many businesses today are socially and environmentally focused mm-hmm. with innovative practices to Innovate in your industry and create something new and exciting and something diverse, but also to innovate in best practice in sustainability and improve sustainability or the productivity. So what initiatives would you be looking at implementing to meet some of these societal Mm. expectations? We've already come up with a water reticulation system. Um, we, We just had a lot of clean water basically going down the drain. So we have that system going in next week. We're also looking at getting a, a plant that will clean the water, our wastewater for us so that we can use it just back on our property again. What sort of plant? Do you mean like a, 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 a tree plant? No, plant, no, an actual a plant, like a plant like a, that gets buried into the ground. A, like a, a tank, a, like a system. Yes. Um, so that's sort of another thing down the track we're looking at. And... In terms of like social opportunities, look, always happy to support, you know, we feel so much love and support, always happy to support our local businesses and schools and and charities back. And I feel like if you're not doing something for somebody else, you're just not living. So I think it's, you know, I want this to be a big part of our, uh, our journey and, you know, to support in whatever way we can this region. Yeah. And we are very, as you said before, very collaborative. The Sunshine Coast is very collaborative-minded. Yeah. And we talked about just feeling that deep gratefulness in your heart mm-hmm. for where we live. And I often think that is why we are happy to cheer each other on yeah. and support each other and give back to this beautiful, amazing community is because it comes from a place of being grateful, you mm-hmm. know, because... We really do honestly live in the best. I know I bang on about this quite a bit, but <laughs> it, we really do. Live, and I and I just think it inspires giving and wanting to. Mm-hmm. And not everyone is having a great day. Yeah, correct. And there's a lot of there are many challenges out there, and it's important, I suppose, if we have if you have a position, isn't it, that you're able to help. Mm-hmm. If you can, you should. Yeah, yeah, it's a really nice thing to do. You've got a great following on social media. Your social, you're a very good little social media poster, aren't you? With your reels and your, it's it's you've got a wonderful presence there. 
for any young person in business, I suppose, or anyone in a startup or wanting to scale up and improve and increase their brand on socials, what do you recommend? What's your tips? I think just to be authentic and I think like it'll shine through and I think you definitely have to show a lot of yourself whether you like it or not. People want to see that and they want to see your staff. Um, obviously want to see the products that you make and I think you just have to stay completely on trend with what's happening and if reels are what's needed, you've got to do reels. Mm. If it's just still photos, then do still photos. But I think you've always got to be innovating and changing and just think of – show a different way to show your product to, to everyone. Yeah, totally. What's your favourite cheese if you're allowed to have one? Mm, it's like a child, isn't it? Who's your favourite child? No, I think it changes all the time for me really. But Ashbury at the moment is my favourite. It's just so creamy and delicious. I love it. And how would you present that on a platter? So so you're anyone that's kind of wanting some inspiration that's listening to you, the cheesemaker, Beth, owner of Wombai Cheese, your recommendation for the Ash Brie, say, mm-hmm. next step, What? how would you present that? What? what how are you going to bring the flavours of that magnificent Ash Brie to its optimum? I think the Ash sort of stands alone anyway because of what it looks like it's got that lovely sort of charcoal texture and you can actually give your cheese a little bit of a wipe just to get that color showing through i mean i think cheese should just be eaten by itself so i don't even think it needs any like condiments an just like a chobble um <laughs> but of course you know just some fruit some nuts i think a glass of wine is always perfect mandatory uh, yeah absolutely but it, you know it i think the product can just speaks for itself really. Like it just, it looks glorious on a plate. And that's what I sort of love about our range of cheeses. We've got a couple of different sizes. We've got a, diff- a few different colours. And I, th- my sort of thing that I'm really interested in is getting um, Australia to really try some different things and to grow our palate because we're kind of where we were 20 years ago with wine. We are now like trying to do that with, with cheese and just to get people to try something a little bit more robust and punchy. Mm. And if we can provide it, I hope people will try it and, and put it on their cheese boards. There's a lot of um, – it's quite a bit of interest and there's a lot of momentum gaining with artists and producers now collaborating with Australian native food, mm-hmm. inserting beautiful flavours in like lemon myrtle and really acknowledging our mm. Indigenous culture. Is that – Something that may have crossed your mind that you might... Definitely. And when we've already... The ash that we use is actually coconut shells, but you can make ash from anything. And I would love to use... We're right near the big pineapple. I'd love to use the ash from pineapple. So when you say you make ash from anything, big big, pardon cutting in mm, there for a minute. Yeah. What, what, what do you mean? What is the process of that? What, what What's the application of creating ash from a pineapple? Well, traditionally it's a grapevine or a coconut husk. That's just what it's been and they heat it to extremely high temperatures, inject it with steam and it just basically turns to carbon. It's like as fine as talc. And so it's just pretty well neutral in flavour. But the story behind it is that Back in the day when they would make cheese, they'd put the cheese on their mantelpiece back in Europe and the, they'd have their fire going and the ash would come up from the fireplace, land on the cheese. There you go. And then they'd see, well, this just preserves it nicely and gives it a little bit of extra flavour and a bit of something to the Cover mind. the mould. Yeah, yeah. And so you can actually, if you anything that you can heat up to those high temperatures, you can actually make ash from. So, I mean, we could use macadamia nuts or we could use pineapple or anything. So I'm just, I would love to source some things that really give some yeah, bit of history and tradition How into cool. our cheese as well. How cool mm. is that? Yeah. There you go. I did not even really realise what, what it was. Yes. So that's really interesting. So if my ash brie 
makes it back into the fridge mm-hmm. after it's been on the platter, <laughs> how would I care for it? You can just actually wrap it in a bit of baking paper is probably best, but I assume it's really not going to make it back into your fridge. Probably not. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely intriguing. I just love it. And your cheddar, any little condiments that you might pop on a cheddar? Oh, probably just a bit of pickle or something like that I think is nice. A little cornichon always goes nice Ooh, with cheddar. Yeah. Do you know what I love are those beautiful fresh caper berries too? Yes, yeah, Something perfect. really tangy and tarty. Yep. And then, of course, you'd have to, if you were going to add some beautiful flavours, some of the beautiful locally made condiments such as ugly duck yep. preserves. Also, I love Silver Tongue has some amazing t- um, yes. yeah, little relishes and jams at the moment. Yeah. They do. And also some fresh strawberries that are grown at Palmview or it's completely endless, isn't it? Yep. Even pop a little bit of some beautiful cherry tomatoes. There's some gorgeous, beautiful cherry tomatoes that are grown at Yandina. Okay. Even that, you could make like a little platter with... It's just it's some fresh herbs, maybe a little bit of fresh thyme grown That's at right. Nambour. Yep. Uh, see, we live in the best oh. place in the whole universe, don't we? Yep, indeed. Beth, what is your life's mantra or a motto that you apply to your life or abide by or find maybe inspirational? I have a lot, but the one I've been using a lot since having this business is just quality in everything we do. So I've got it on the notice board at work and, you know, I've spoken to everybody about it and I just want quality relationships with people. I want quality product, you know, quality like in like literally how straight we put a label on a piece of cheese to how we stack the boxes in our chiller. Like just quality, just do everything 100%. And enjoy it and be proud of it too. Yep. And inspire your team to do the same. Yep. Yeah, it's a great mantra. I love it. Thank you. You're a cheesemaker, Beth. What's your favourite cheese pun? I love a good cheese pun. I like to sign off my emails with have a good day <laughs> or wow, we've had an unbelievable day. Love it. And well, lots we, of breeze. Breeze. Very good. I'll <laughs> use that one next time. But I've got all my staff shirts actually made up and they have Wombai cheese on the front on the back, big cheese for their cheesemaker and little cheese for our little cheesemaker and queen of wrap for Joe there who she can wrap like over 100 pieces of cheese in an hour. And, oh, yeah, we try and have some fun there. As long as you're not known as the old cheese. Yeah, well, not yet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Beth? Absolutely delightful. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Wonderful. And look forward to catching up with you at Wombo Cheese very soon. Fabulous. Thank you. A locavore is a person who chooses to consume food that is grown, raised or produced locally. This is the Locavore Podcast, brought to you by White's IGA.